Hello and welcome to the Real Exes of Portland podcast, coming to you from Portland, Oregon. I'm Heather. I'm Sophie. And I'm Amy. And we are real women, real friends, with real stories that are super juicy. And I might add, real boobs. <laughs> and we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at the Real Exes Portland. And we will be hanging out with you guys every Wednesday afternoon. And you know what Wednesday is? Wine Wine Wednesday! Wednesday. Cheers! Cheers. Hey guys, thank you so much for coming back. Happy Wednesday. We have our Wine Wednesday glasses here. And hopefully everybody is ready to hear another crazy podcast from us crazy ladies. Real friends, real women with real stories. And today we have a special guest, and it is our first person we are going to be, well, sort of interviewing, but we're also letting her tell a story because we all have stories. And like Sophie says, what kind of stories are there? <laughs> juicy. <laughs> juicy stories. And we I got love some juicy stories. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> So everybody buckle up and get ready because we're going to hear from our friend Alex today. And should we let her tell her background or should we say what? How we know her. Yes. How do we know her? So <laughs> well, actually, Amy is the one that first started. Yes. So I met Alex in a group. Wasn't it a group? I, I think so. Yeah, I think it was a group. And um, I had never hosted or even gone to like a pure romance or a sexy party, you know? And so I hosted my first one and she came to several, she did several for us. And so that's how I met Alex. Yeah. She, I think, didn't you just message me online and you were like, Hey, I, I want to have a pure romance party. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. I can't remember what group that was, but it was just random, but I'm all about meeting women in the community and I just see it like, you know, your personality, you can look at people in a picture and they can either scream personality, comfort, stay away, you know, those <laughs> kinds of things. And she just had like this warm, lively personality to me. So that's why I reached out. And you're like, and you're, and you're so easy to talk to. Yeah. Um, well, I always, I'm a talker. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like the first time we met you um, at pure the pure romance mm-hmm. party that that um, Amy had, and you're like, I mean, you were, I like seriously, you're gonna have to do like the extended version of your what you do and all that sort of stuff because we have a lot to talk about. I know we're gonna talk about the X right now, X's, um, but I think another X story, <laughs> yes. But we also want to hear about Alex's professional life yes. as well i have a feeling she'll be on here more than once yeah um, yeah i can guarantee that good idea <laughs> right alex I, if, as long as we don't scare her away yeah <laughs> i don't think you're gonna scare me away <laughs> you don't you don't you don't spook that either. yeah <laughs> that's good around this crowd <laughs> so did you want to get started tell us you know why you're here and your name your rank your serial number (laughs) your social security number let's get going okay well hi i'm alex um and it's actually kind of funny i was thinking about it on my way over i'm over here i get to be a guest on this podcast the real exes and it's kind of on the eve of my wedding i'm getting married in less than six weeks (gasps) so (laughs) i'm I'm doing all of the, you know, crazy run around like a chicken wedding planning things because, of course, we haven't even started really planning anything, so <laughs> it's going to be fine. It's going to come together six weeks All you now. have is the date. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The date and the groom. Yeah, yes, the That's all you need. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I am even friends that I've had in my life for the last few years um, since getting with my current man. Uh, they're, you know, they're learning my story too. Mm-hmm. And they all know that my man has been married and divorced. He has two kids. Um, so I get to have the honor of being a stepmom. 
Um, but they're like, oh, you know, he's been divorced. Like, what about you? Have you ever been married? And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I was married and divorced twice by the time I was 27. (laughs) Wow. I, (laughs) (laughs) I, yes, I'm a, yep. The crazy real stories right here. No Sounds like a little experience. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm getting like, I'm like, oh, this is going to be juicy, juicy. Ow. So <laughs> I grew up in like a really conservative religious household, you know, go to church twice a week. I went to a private school. So like making eyes at a boy was mm-hmm. like, you got in trouble for it. Certainly couldn't hold his hand. We didn't have any school dances. So like they were totally off limits. Which, of course, made me, like, super boy crazy. Yeah, you super know. intrigued on what you're <laughs> yeah. missing. What can I get away with? Um, but really, I mean, none of my crazy happened until I was out of the house. And, you know, didn't have my parents around to look, be always looking over yeah. my shoulder. So I went to a small state college here in Oregon. And I was excited to move into my dorm. And my parents were helping me move in. And it was like in an international hallway. So every American student had an international roommate. Um, And I didn't know really what that meant other than cool. Like there's going to be lots of kids from other places. Well, we're unpacking my stuff in my dorm room. And this boy and his parents (laughs) walk past down the hall into the hall, you know. And my mom turns around, and I swear her eyes were like as big as saucers. <laughs> She's like, there are boys in this hall? And I was like, I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. And I truly didn't know. I truly yeah. didn't know. And little did I know that that boy that walked across, like walked past my door, he was going to become my best friend. And after a couple years of best friending, we, uh, <laughs> we got married. So I got married for the first time when I was 21 to that boy that I met Aww. first day of college. The first boy you laid eyes on. <laughs> the no. first boy <laughs> I laid eyes on. For, oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he was also from like small town, conservative family, mm. whole thing. Um, and, you know, we were so young. I hardly even knew who I was. I didn't even know yeah, who I, I don't was. Think you do know that no, age. no, no. Well, you think you do, but then later you realize you didn't. (laughs) No. So, I mean, we were married for one year. Okay. He moved out on our one-year anniversary, which was just happened to be the timing. I I was the one that wanted the divorce. Okay. And I broke his heart, and I had to, like, listen to him sit in his car and cry about it, and it broke my heart even more. So That's the worst. Yeah, it was, and he was a good man, you know. He was a good man. We were just young, and I mm-hmm. didn't, I wasn't there for it. Mm-hmm. So I think all of my exes, they come with lessons. You know, I try sure. to say, exactly. Okay, what did I so learn? So true. Yeah. <laughs> what did I learn from this? So That's after. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So after that divorce, after that relationship, mm-hmm. I actually got tattoos on one on the top of each foot. And so one says forgiveness, and one says gratitude. Aww. So those I are the two it. things I stand on: mm-hmm. forgiveness oh, and gratitude. Oh I'm gonna have to take a picture. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just painted my toenails, so it's a good day. <laughs> she will allow the photo. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Um, but I just decided, you know, I had to forgive myself for mm-hmm. my part in it, and I had to be thankful for all of the good times. I, this is really speaking to me, actually, what you're saying. It's, it, it gets me choked up because I need to think like that. I, mm-hmm. I really like that. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's helped me through a lot because, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, get it out, girl. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we get, we're so hard on ourselves, you oh, know, very. and, mm-hmm. and when I was, I was 23, I had just turned 23 when we got divorced and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden it's like, I was this monster, you know, I lost, (laughs) I lost all of our mutual friends and all of a sudden I had, I had more in common with my friends, divorced parents than I did with my friends Mm -hmm. because we got married young. So people did my, people my age didn't know what it was like to be married. Mm -hmm. They certainly didn't know what it was like to get divorced. And even though it's like, we didn't have kids, we didn't own property, you know, it was kind of pretty easy to get divorced actually. (laughs) It was easier to get divorced than it was to get married. (laughs) (laughs) 
people, you know, kids yeah. my age didn't get it. They didn't know what that meant. So then I was having conversations with people who were 20 or 30 years older than I was, and they understood the emotional toll better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's like you don't want to walk around with this you know, oh, I'm such a bad person. I did this horrible thing. You know, I wasn't ready. I, I brought my whole family into it, every, you know, and then mm-hmm. we broke everyone's heart and now I'm alone. And I was just like, I'm not going to think that way. I'm not going to think yeah. that way. Good for you. But yeah. of course that meant I went directly oh. into my next relationship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't know anything no, about no, that. No, never, no. never heard of that ever. So that happened. <laughs> um, and... I, that was the first time, so 23, I met this boy down at college, I mean, I was still going to college at the time, and um, I was like, you know, I mean, I'm divorced, and I'm out of the house, and I'm not really under this whole, like, conservative roof anymore, and I think maybe I like girls, (gasps) (laughs) and the guy that I started dating was like, well, that's cool, because I think I kind of like boys. And so it was like, cool, you want to like wingman for each other? Heck yeah. So we would like go out to the bar and he'd be like, that girl over there is super cute. And I'd be like, well, I think that guy over there is making eyes at you. So it was, I mean, it was great relationship. We yeah. were good friends. You know, so I, you were just friends or did you guys like share or you just you were each other's wingman or like, was so it? So we were like in a relationship. I mean, we were romantically involved and I mean, we oh, really loved awesome. each other. But I think awesome. we were the people in our, each other's lives that like really helped grow Grow. Mm -hmm. you know but I mean that and that was like three or four years I was with him Uh and then eventually he introduced me to a woman that I left him for oh (laughs) I wish he he probably wishes he never (laughs) would have done that no (laughs) so terrible so it was another broken heart in my wake and um yeah, I'm a I'm a heartbreaker. I'm Rachel Green. Yeah. I'm Rachel Green on the fr- on Friends, <laughs> on the Rachel Green Haters Club or whatever. Yeah, Everyone hates yeah. me. Yep. <laughs> I'm there too. Yes. Yep. So uh, I got I was dating this woman, and in like true this is terrible st- stereotype, but in true lesbian fashion, the joke is, what does a lesbian bring to a second date? Do you know her luggage? Her luggage. <laughs> because they move in with each other. Yeah, it's very, oh, emo- isn't it? It's very so, emotional t- because oh, women yeah. are very emotional. Oh, and it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's, I've heard it's quite the drama and, yeah. Yeah. yeah probably well, more and, so than. Yeah, it's just like super fast connection, you know, and it was like, okay, well, we're in this emotionally and what's the pragmatic thing to do? And now I'm breaking up with this person and you have a place and I don't have anywhere to go. So let's, you know, yeah. I'll just move in with you. Okay. <laughs> so that was then a quick, quick wedding. I invited my family, my immediate family, via email <laughs> because I didn't want to look them in the eyes when I told them. Oh. So of course, you know. And how were they? Because so they, 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 yeah, were they supportive? Because you came from a concern. No. No. So they didn't come, no. or no? No. Oh dear. No. What about the other gal? Uh, so her, her family, I mean, she had been out as a lesbian mm-hmm. for a long time and, um, people could look at her across the way and be like, lesbian. Yeah. Because I mean, she was just very masculine in her mannerisms. Mm-hmm. You know, she wore men's clothing. She had short hairstyle. Mm-hmm. So had she ever been married before? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we were about the same age. We were both about 25. Mm-hmm. Um, and so courthouse wedding, whirlwind whatever I mean very important part of my story because you know at that time in my life I identified as a lesbian I was like men who needs those (laughs) penises no way (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired of that drama no so I'll just take all the drama that comes with two women in a relationship. Which, oh my for those lot. of you who have She's relationships with women, it's a different kind of drama. That's all I'm saying. It's a different kind of drama. Um, and so we were together for two or two and a half years, and we actually thought we would have kids. Oh. So we started looking into having a donor, mm-hmm. and you know, there's like. It's, it's, it's like a dating profile, yeah, but for, is. like, sperm. Mm-hmm. So you get to, like, see the picture and all of their education and all of their stuff. I don't even know. And finally, we decided 
really, we just want our baby to be cute. <laughs> so, uh, who's the most attractive oh person? My God. <laughs> <laughs> and so we actually had a friend, a male friend, who was gay and with a partner, and he was like the most stunningly beautiful person maybe ever. His eyes were like this big and they were like crystal blue, but like super dark hair, mm. cheekbones. Beautiful. I yeah. know he was gorgeous. And so we actually approached him and we were like, Hey, <laughs> this is going to be weird, but like, <laughs> can we have your sperm? <laughs> so we did it the old fashioned Turkey baster way. With professional or not professional? For not professional. No. Yeah. This poor man, would come to our house and like do his yeah in a do cup. His business. Yep. And yeah. then we would like suck it up with a syringe and Wow you guys. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I did you, like who was the recipient of the Me, I was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Lucky you. Lucky you. Lucky. And well, it's not like you haven't had sperm inside you. <laughs> right. And of course, but it was like, at that time in my life, I was like, oh God, it's like sticky and like yeah. it smells weird. <laughs> All the things. Oh my God. Did he eat, did he eat garlic yesterday? Or? Yeah. <laughs> so bless him for, do, for all the things. And thank goodness I never got pregnant. Mm-hmm. Because now looking back, I mean, I am so glad I don't have children with that person. Mm, Um, So I knew, I knew the whole time we were together that she was basically a recovering addict. Um, There were hard drugs in the house when we got together and I basically gave her the ultimatum, like it's me or the drugs. Mm -hmm. And so she's of course said, oh, it's you, you know, Um, but no, not really. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, t- it takes two people to make a relationship work, and it takes two people to unwind it, too. So yeah. I played my part in the end of that relationship as well, and she was having some identity things and was thinking, you know, maybe I want to be on testosterone, and maybe I want to be a guy. And I was like, oh, God, I'm not into guys. Like, why? <laughs> like, no. So there was a lot of stuff going on at the end of that relationship. And so we got divorced, and you know, I was 27. So 27, mm-hmm. two divorces. Mm-hmm. And now, I think, Sophie, I've told you my little joke is yeah. that I married one man, and I married one woman, and I got two ex-husbands out of the deal <laughs> <laughs> because my ex-wife is transgender. <clears throat> and so now he has, you know, mm-hmm. he ta- he's on testosterone, mm-hmm. and as far as I know, lives his life as a man, yeah. you know, has chosen a male name. And so, yeah. One wi- one man, one woman, and two ex-husbands. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a lot. <clears throat> yeah. So, and, you know, that's, like, just where my story gets started. Yeah. I think her story is already juicier than <laughs> any of ours. You're making us look bad here. Oh, well. <laughs> You're, like, the ultimate I know. ex. That's why Sophie invited me on. She's <laughs> like, girl, you got some. You got to tell this story. Yeah. 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 She, she's telling me this story while she's giving me a massage. So just so <laughs> A professional <laughs> massage. A professional <laughs> massage. <laughs> Let's clarify. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at least that's what I what I know it to be. Yeah. It's anyway. all in the up and up. Yeah. So I went from that yes. marriage and very much into the like open relationship, polyamorous, queer mm-hmm. lifestyle of Portland. Which is Portland. Which I is mean, Portland. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So Portland is a good place to be all of those things. Yes. <laughs> uh, but surprisingly, the circles are small, or they were even, you know, then. eight years ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, you ran into the same people kind of a lot, mm-hmm. which comes back around. I'm excited to tell that story in a minute, <laughs> in a minute. But I started, I like met a guy. So I went from lesbian, you know, being a lesbian to like, Maybe I'm just, I like everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I like everybody. She's such a loving person. (laughs) Yes. Mm. So I ended up meeting a guy that, you know, I don't know, he was 
very, at the time, seemingly emotionally intelligent, you know, mm -hmm. very caring. So I latched onto that because when your relationship deteriorates and you don't have any of that connection with the previous person, it's like, mm -hmm. whoever is next, who's like, here, let me take care of you. I was like, yes, <laughs> like, yeah. take care of me. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and, oh, goodness, everybody. Where to? <laughs> oh, what? Where to go next? Yeah. Oh, you're going to get emotional yeah, now. Uh, you're going to make me cry. Sorry. Let's no, go. you can't. No, no, no. Right, yeah. no. 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 Yeah. here, especially Heather. <laughs> <laughs> if that wasn't obvious. welcome all emotions yeah. here. We, we really do. Well, it's just, you know, knowing my life now and who I have become, and I know that my story is, is you know, it is me. It is My story is how I have become the person I have become. Oh, exactly. Yeah. But I look back and it's hard to, it's hard to always have forgiveness and feel thankful because I hurt a lot of people mm -hmm. and I made a lot of stupid stupid naive choices and you know I'm lucky that I didn't get pregnant with by somebody and didn't contract some horrible you know STI or mm -hmm. wind up abused or dead because right. I put myself in situations compromising situations mm -hmm. you know with people that I didn't know very well mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. <sighs> I'm just thankful I'm thankful that I'm not there anymore Thankful I'm not there. Um, and so I had met this guy. He was in an open relationship with a woman long distance. Um, and I kind of got pulled into, like, his social circle. Mm -hmm. And over the next several years, it was one of those where it was, like, everyone in the social circle pretty much at one time or another dated everyone else or slept with everyone mm -hmm. else or something. And it was, like, eight, eight people, maybe. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, like... You and I, we are, we're going to do a thing. And then it's like, well, that didn't work. And in an open relationship, it's not like you ever break up with someone. You just transition your relationship. To the next. Yeah, so it's like, mm -hmm. we're still going to be friends. We're just going to take the intimate part out of it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to still be friends and hang out. And it's like, not going to be awkward. It's always <laughs> awkward, okay? It's always awkward. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it does. <laughs> because then it's yeah. like, oh, well, now we're hanging out. And I'm, you know, now we're not sleeping together. So I can come sleep with someone else over here. And... Well, you two have already slept together, so, you know, it's like, yeah. well, you can't even keep track anymore right, of, like, right. who's been with who, and... I personally think I would have a really hard time with that. I mean, I don't know. I just... I'm not that generous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do not that generous to you, been some times I have been generous but I did not know what was going on behind the scenes on the other side yeah. you know what I mean as long well, as what you don't know you don't yeah. know and yeah. maybe that's, that's better. exactly how it is though oh. and it's like this mm -hmm. it's always portrayed as this glamorous lifestyle mm -hmm. this open relationship like oh you just get to go do whatever you want and it's like just it's a big all, party all yeah, the time it's all fun yeah. all the time no it's not mm -hmm. <laughs> well and I imagine <laughs> that it has a, oh I imagine it has this yeah. huge emotional toll yes. oh along with like your energy. A person mm -hmm. only has so much energy to give, especially if you're just in one relationship, let alone an open mm. relationship that invites lots of more people to participate in that. That would be yes. like so much giving, dysfunctional or not, so mm -hmm. much giving and probably not very much stability like given back to you absolutely definitely not not very stable yeah um <sighs> yeah not very stable not very stable yeah. i mean the thing that i tell people a lot about like open relationship stuff is you know i was in a relationship with this guy primarily like he and i were each other's primary relationship which is just a word because really it didn't translate to anything meaningful in real life sure um but it was like you know we lived together mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. slept together of course mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. like we would be intimate with each other and then he would immediately roll over and get on his phone to dating apps and like look at where the next fun time was gonna be and like ah uh, that felt 
like are you, like I felt like I was being used mm-hmm. because there was no emotional connection. Sure. And you know, in order for me to feel like safe in a sexual relationship, there has to be an emotional connection. Yeah. So when you roll over to your back with your back to me mm-hmm. and you get on your phone with some other woman, well that doesn't feel very emotionally stable. Mm-hmm. No. 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 And did you guys have in your relationship, because I have a couple of friends who've had very open relationships, did you guys have rules and boundaries in your open relationship? Doesn't sound like you not did. Really. No, not really. Yeah. Not really. Maybe they were out there, but not really lived, or did you not really have them all together? I mean, we had some very basic things, mm. but I mean, even then it was like not... It was mushy. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, there weren't a lot of rules because in my experience, the people who want open relationships Mm -hmm. are very independent and they want their freedom. Yeah. Yeah. So they want all of the fancy, you know, trappings that go. Yeah, the perks. Yeah, they want the perks. (laughs) He's like, you're not paying attention Do not mind that. That's, that's fine, fine, fine. They want all the perks yeah. of the, of the mm. open relationship, but they don't understand that people's hearts get involved. And, you know, just two people in a relationship with two hearts is enough work as it is because everyone mm. has their, they have their stories. They mm-hmm. have their shit. They need to work through their stuff, mm-hmm. their baggage. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's like then as soon as, you know, you bring in other people mm-hmm. in any capacity, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, we were, all of us were just making our rounds in the whole social group. <laughs> and um, I was dating another person in the social group who was married. His wife is was also in the group. And so she knew and we knew each other and we hung out and it was fine. Everything was above board. But, you know, here I am dating this married man. Um, who was great and I respected him a lot. He was, he was, uh, he was a good, he was a good man. He was Mm -hmm. a good man. Um, and they had dreams of, they didn't have any kids, but they had dreams of moving across the world. And, uh, there were maybe little tiny hopes of like, oh, maybe Alex could go with them across the world and live with them wherever they end up going. Which was exciting and terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And I, at the time, was 30, and I wanted kids of my own. And so then I had brought up this desire of mine with this married man. And so then he thought, oh, well, I mean, I at this point, you know, we, my wife and I have decided to not have kids. But, you know, I hadn't considered that maybe I would have kids with someone else. So here I was, you know. 30, dating a married man, thinking about having kids with him and moving all the way across the world. With his wife. With his wife. With him and his wife. Holy crepes. <laughs> yeah. So it was an open relationship, and I was still on dating apps. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel a movie script oh coming God. into play yeah. here. I don't even know if I could get into all the details <laughs> <Yeah>. just <laughs> here on the podcast. Um, and so it was at that point when I was dating that married man that I found my current partner online and um so just out of curiosity what did your profile say did it did it did it allude to that you were open or did it were you just like trying to date like just the generic stuff um because on dating apps you do see that's a good question I think I I mean I know for sure that I had put on there that I was like a queer woman um and that you know I was currently in a relationship but looking for like long-term serious Mm -hmm. partnerships because that's what I wanted. I wasn't really into like the casual sex type thing. I wanted like emotional connection with people. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, my current partner, you know, I have no idea why he swiped right on my profile. I don't know. Beautiful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. He is too. That's why I swiped right. (laughs) (laughs) He has good teeth. I keep telling you. Yeah. Smiled with your teeth, and so I swiped right. Um, but I mean, on paper, like he and I now, it's like we should not have ever gotten together. Very different people. 
at the time anyway, or so we thought. Mm -hmm. And so we went on a first date and it was great. And we like made out like high schoolers and I felt like I I was 16 and butterflies again, you know, and, um, we started seeing each other pretty much as often as we could with his work schedule and two kids and all of that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, but with very quickly within us starting to date, maybe even second or third date, he was like, okay, like if this is casual, that's fine. But if it's more than casual, I need to know because I don't do open. Like I'm a monogamous person. I don't share. I'm kind of jealous and possessive. So like (laughs) once you're mine, you're mine. That's it. (laughs) And I was like, whoa, that's, I haven't had anyone say that to me maybe Mm -hmm. ever, (laughs) especially coming from this open relationship world. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I went home and sat on my bed one night and was like, what the heck am I doing dating a married man, thinking about having kids with him and moving all the way around the world where I have no support system and I can't be married to him. He doesn't want me to live with him because his wife doesn't want me to live with him. So I'd be living by myself as a full-time mother to a part-time dad. Mm -hmm. Like, what the heck? What the heck? not the word I used, but something else that ends in k. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went back to the guy I'm with now and was like, okay, like I'm in, let's, mm-hmm. if we want to like make this exclusive, let's do it. So I broke up with the married guy, another heart in my wake. it was pretty terrible he told me that I had serious problems and I needed to like see a professional because I had broken his trust and all this stuff yeah you were in an open yeah Yeah. he was in an open relationship with you I mean I get everybody has their part I do get that piece but dude come on (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. so I mean again it was like another point Mm -hmm. in my life where I let go of pretty much everyone that I knew mm-hmm. because I mean, edit that part out. <laughs> my person, my current person was like, you know, I don't feel comfortable with you just like being friends with your exes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you had connections with them and you've slept with them. And like, I don't, I don't want that in my life. So like, I don't feel comfortable with that. So then I had to really think about, okay, is it worth it to like, let go, let go. Mm-hmm. Do I need to let go? It's so hard to let go. <laughs> it's so hard to let go when it's what you've known. Right. And it's like, that was my whole friend group. And yeah, they were like all my exes, but you know, it was, it those were my probably, people. Yeah. It felt like family, yeah, dysfunctional right. or uh, not. Yeah. <laughs> still felt like family. Yeah. So, I mean, I lived in Portland with all of these super open relationship, queer Portlanders. And then I moved out here, you know, out of town a little bit, out of Portland anyway. Um, to be with this man who's like very monogamous, very conservative, you know, single dad, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Totally different lifestyle. And I had to let go. I had to let go of all the baggage that was holding me down. So the last four years of being in my current relationship have been like learning curve like crazy. Mm-hmm. Put myself in therapy. Mm-hmm. I wanted to Yay. like, yeah, super, super great. I felt like you know that scene from Oprah from years ago where she's like you get a car and you get a yeah. car <laughs> I went through therapy and I was like that's how I feel about therapists you you get a therapist and you get a therapist and you get a therapist <laughs> everyone should have a therapist it's great so yeah I you know all my crazy all my crazy exes who I'm sure you know they would say that I'm the crazy ex mm-hmm. wasn't that I had that thought. We all we all have our stories where we're talking about our exes, but that also makes us an ex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure mm-hmm. if they, you know, if any number of them were sitting in the chair telling their story about me, I'd probably sound like a crazy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, you know, I have to still work on the forgiveness and gratitude all the time. And now, currently in my relationship where we are monogamous and I'm doing the work and it's, you don't get to run away when things get hard and you have mm-hmm. to like, you know, okay, put your big girl britches yeah, on. Yeah, like own your stuff. <laughs> yeah, you have to own your stuff. Mm-hmm. And holy cow, it's a lot of work. It's mm. the, it's so worth it. It's been, now I'm really going to get emotional. <laughs> it's what I always wanted. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. what I always wanted. It's like when you finally are in a relationship where you remember 
you're with someone that makes you remember who you truly are. Yeah. I wanted my knight in shining armor, you know, house with the white picket fence and two kids and a dog. And, you know, I got it all. I got it all. After everything that I did and all the stupid choices that I made and all the people that I hurt, someone out there was looking out for me and I mm-hmm. still I still get to live my fairy tale, my happily ever after. Mm-hmm. So, isn't, isn't it kind of funny, though, how even though it's something that we want, we tend to run away. There's a fear in in the reality coming true. At least I have seen that in myself. It's it's weird, kind of. I don't know. I, I also tend to be the one that wants to run away <laughs> when anything, yeah, yeah, anything fear, fear-based comes up, I want to run away. Yeah. So well, I, I just understand what you're saying. That's yeah. what I did, you know. I ran away from everything that got hard. Mm-hmm. Every relationship. I mean, I'm sure looking back, I mean, yeah, I probably could have made it work with any number of those people. Sure. But it got hard and I ran away. Mm-hmm. And then it got hard and I ran away. And then after a while, I had a whole collection. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I had a whole collection of yeah. all the baggage, all mm-hmm. the things that I ran away from. Mm-hmm. You know, I ran away from my own insecurities and I ran away from the things that I really wanted. And I ran away from having mm-hmm. to do the growth to grow up. Hello, grow up. Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. it's amazing when you have kids. When you have kids, you don't really get to be a kid anymore. And I s- got into this relationship where I had Insta. Yeah, Insta. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Insta kids. And so, I mean, of course, I went to therapy because I was like, holy shit, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I stopped running away, mm-hmm. I think, is the, the point of that. I stopped running away. And it's mm-hmm. a, so much work. And it's like the inner work that it's not like people see it on mm-hmm. the outside. Right. Absolutely. You know? yeah. It's not like it's one of those things where you get balloons and presents and it's a party. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like people don't see. It's not like you bought a new car or mm-hmm. you are having a baby or you're whatever. You know, it's like all this hard, deep mm-hmm. inner stuff. And you yeah. know that you're making progress. And you're like, I just... Can somebody just tell me I'm doing a good job? Yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's like that community. Like you want that community. I mean, up until the three of us got together and started talking about our stuff and evolving, it's like you want that one friend or the group of friends who can see all the internal stuff. But in order to do that, you have to be willing to like share it. Yes. And some people are willing to share it and then other people are not ready to share it, but they wish somebody would just like see straight through them so they wouldn't have to say those things. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I think that your, I think your story and coming out in such a difficult way, we all have our difficult stories. Yours is just your version of it, but, um, allows you to, you know, build your community, whatever that looks like. So, yeah. Well, and I mean, for Sophie to say, like, you're just easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that's part of it is I I pride myself on really being a real person. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are like, oh, I have I have my own baggage and my own stories. And I'm like, huh, trust me, <laughs> it's not going to surprise me. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. so yeah. like, let me tell you all of my stories and then you'll feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah, because it's not, I can't touch it. Can't touch my stories. <laughs> so... I mean, I, I enjoy stories, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. stories are who we are. It's who we are. It's how we relate to each other. And, and we all have them. <laughs> uh-huh. Your current, your current, um, partner may not have come into your life at all if you didn't do what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And if you met him earlier in life, it may not have worked out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Which is, yeah, we talk about that all the time. Aww. He's yeah. 10 years older than I am. Okay. And uh, he'll tell me stories of, you know, yeah, when I was 18 and whatever, and I was, you know, high school, this and that. Yeah, I was eight. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah, okay. It's a little weird. Well, so, I mean, absolutely. I mean, even if when I was 20 and he was 30, we were not the right people for each other at that time. So I know that both he and I had to go through everything that we went through so we could be ready for each other. 
and the amount of work that it takes to even have two people in a relationship make it. Because <laughs> yeah. every day, you know, it's work. It's mm-hmm. work. And I can understand why people want to run away, you know, because it's hard some days. Yeah. Mm. So in your family dynamic, growing up conservative, going through this lifestyle that, of course, doesn't fit the conservative Mm -hmm. piece of it. Um, Are you close with your family now? Like, did you stay close with them at all during the wilder days, so to speak, or alternative lifestyle choices? Uh, We are close now. I'm closer now. When I first came out, I was like, I like girls. You know, that was quite a shock. The game changer, yeah, probably. and I think there were several months where I didn't talk to my family, mm-hmm. um, which was hard on everybody because we've always—I mean, I've always been close to my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember—I remember the exact day actually that we like started ca- talking again. I was at the grocery store. It was an, after nine months or something of no contact with my family, and I was in the grocery store and I had that feeling that someone was watching me. You know, it's like mm-hmm. ooh, all your hair stands up, and you're like, "What the heck is going on?" And I look around, and like all the way down the aisle at the other end of the store was my aunt, <laughs> who is like, she's like my second mother. I mean, mm-hmm. she's my mom's sister, and mm-hmm. they're very close. And she, I mean, she's very, we're very close. And she was just like standing there looking at me. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, now yeah, I gotta force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so I like walked, you know, all mm-hmm. the way down the you aisle. You made the first move. Yeah. Yeah, and I walked all the way down to her and hugged her and she Aww. was like, "We miss you." Aww. And I was like, "Okay, like I can I'll come back. Like I'll come <laughs> back." So, I had to have that conversation with my family of like if you want me around, you have to have my person around too, yeah. regardless of what gender they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, I think it was difficult for my family, but they were as supportive as they could have been and they I mean, they mm-hmm. opened their arms to whoever it was that I brought home, mm-hmm. which over the years was many people. <laughs> so sure. bless sure. my family for sticking with me. <laughs> yeah. And now, I mean, my parents, you know, especially my family, they couldn't be happier. <laughs> yeah, they're <than> r- welcoming <laughs> them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. They're like, oh, like I'm a man with like man parts who yeah. lives his life as a man. Yeah. Like, they're like, yes, that's what we want for our daughter. <laughs> like, okay, good. Me too. I'm here for it. So yeah. That's good. Yeah. Oh, it's was... good when families can come back around. Yeah. Yeah. And they... know, regardless of if it was you or them that made that initial thing. Yeah. So yeah. Such an awesome story. Holy, holy, holy moly. I yeah. think like, and I'm going to walk away from this conversation going, oh, man, I should have said that. Or, oh, I forgot this thing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we all that. said that. Yes. I, yeah, with each, every story we tell, yes. But I think, you know, the way you told it and, you know, I, I like, can imagine, I can, you mm-hmm. know, visualize it. You're a great storyteller. And it is also very brave of you to, to come on here and do this. I know, um, it's be interesting to see what your partner says about you. Doing I know. Does he know? Yeah, I've, I've, I've yeah. told him. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So he's not. He doesn't. He's fine with it. Oh yeah. 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 He's like, yeah, fine. Go have girl time. Whatever. Have fun. I'm like, okay. Like you know, it's you know, a podcast it's called the Real Exes. Let's talk about all the crazy stories. And he's like, yeah, go do it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Nice. We love it. Support. Thanks, yes. Yeah. We need support from our. Yeah. Other, you know, we can't hide from our stories of who we are. It all makes the people we are. I mean, yeah, and it's the vulnerability piece. You you wanted this emotional, mental connection with your partner. You can't have that if you're hiding pieces of yourself yeah. in the background, hoping that maybe someday in the future you can open that piece of yourself. It doesn't really work that way. I know people try it. Maybe it works for other people, but when you're in, you're like in, Yeah, hopefully, so... Well, and it's interesting because, you know, our stories, mine and his, are very different. He went to high school with his ex-wife, and so, I mean, they were they were together, and then they weren't, and then they got back together, you know, married, bought a house, had mm-hmm. kids, the whole thing. Yeah. And so, I mean, I had this crazy 
lots of partners up and down story and he had you know the one consistent long-term many mm-hmm. many years big life events with one person yeah and you know she is still in our lives because she's the kids' mom right. of course she lives yeah. right down the road oh. like <laughs> yeah i sit next to her at the ball game yeah, like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we talk about our nail polish <laughs> yeah. so we are our paths are mm-hmm. very intertwined you know me and his ex yeah and my story is such that I I really needed to let go of mine to become who I who I am today to become the woman that I am supposed to be and meant yeah. to be to show up fully for my current mm-hmm. relationship. So we, you know, just because mine looks different and his is still in the picture, doesn't mean that either one of us gets to hide from it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's good to share what you know your story and. You know, because we, I mean, we talk about more other type of relation, more um, monogamous, Mm -hmm. you know, and there is this other lifestyle that happens and there is, you know, uh, choices that people make and there's no judgment and, and we, we do have to, you know, let go of that judgment and, and Mm -hmm. just understand that there's, these are people regardless of how you live or what you do or what choices you make and that, um, and that you can do, you can one day be this and then be something and be what you want to be and come through it and grow. I think it's a, a great story. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yes, yeah. thank you so much. This was wonderful. And perhaps it will inspire some other folks mm-hmm. to be more vocal about their past because the truth is there's probably a lot more people that could have a similar story, but they're not willing mm-hmm. to open up and share, you know? So uh, no, I think you're, you're absolutely hitting it. It's mm-hmm. easy to talk. It's easy to talk about our relationships, but open relationships, that whole dynamic of, you know, being gay or lesbian or anything else that fits in that lifestyle. There's not a lot of people in more intimate settings that really talk about their experience because there's so much mm-hmm. judgment. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're no longer, you're now a title. You're no longer really a human to human interaction. Yes. And I think we just miss like so much about um, connection with someone because of that judgment. Yeah. You know what? I was just thinking the timing yeah. is very good because it is LGBTQ plus. Oh yeah, oh, Pride Pride yeah. Month. Yeah, that's right. yes. Pride yeah. Month. What perfect timing for you to join <laughs> us! Oh my gosh! Yay! Yeah. We love you so much. Thank you for coming and talk, talking to us. And we want you to come back. I will yes. come back because we want to hear more about. Other the other things, things you all do, all the things you do. <laughs> okay, I know that we are, well, but I have to say one more thing. I have yes. to say yeah. one more thing. Going back to Amy a little bit about what you were saying, the two communities really these this LGBTQ mm-hmm. open relationship queer community mm-hmm. versus like a more traditional or monogamous mm-hmm. community. It doesn't matter what direction you're going, right? If you're going from monogamy to open, mm-hmm. or from open to monogamy, mm-hmm. or something. In my experience, those two communities of people really don't like mingle a lot. Mm. And so you can find all of the help and support that you need within that one community. Mm. But as soon as you say, I want to go from this community to the next, it's really, really hard because there's nobody understands. I mean, the people in my life from when I was in an open relationship, I feel like, and I don't know this for sure, but I feel like if I were to go back or run into any of them and I was to say, oh yeah, I'm in a very traditional Mm. monogamous like traditional gender roles you know like very traditional Mm. relationship now they would be like whoa like that's not my thing I I don't know even how to talk about that I you know well when you say that and it will come out sometime in a different podcast maybe but one of my good friends who I absolutely adore this person um came out and I've known this person for about three or four years um, came out and just told me like, I don't know, three or four months ago that he's gay and he didn't say anything to anybody because he thought he would be judged and I would not love this person any more than I already do just because he finds himself more attracted to men than women. And that 
literally broke my heart. How could someone feel that way? Like knowing who I am. And the mere fact is he came out and said, I told my family and my family who should love me unconditionally, who should respect me as a human can't but some of my family can't even talk to me mm-hmm. I'm no longer this person he's like almost in his 40s he's been carrying this secret for a very long time mm-hmm. and that like really hit home that if you can't trust your own family or you went to your family and they've rejected you in their back of their minds oh my friends are gonna reject me oh my gosh that just like hurt me so bad mm-hmm. hurt me so bad so yeah and it's I, it's mm-hmm the separation of the two communities of people like the open versus Mm -hmm. monogamous or like non-traditional and traditional Mm -hmm. like and there's not a lot of crossover of support um which as someone who is like (laughs) i've been in both communities i'm in the middle i know all (laughs) the things like i guess i would just encourage people like share your stories share your stories because the more that the more people share their stories, the more we will find support and community because mm-hmm. people in a non-traditional relationship have all of their fucked up baggage and yeah. people in traditional relationships have all of their yeah. fucked up baggage. <laughs> it's so true. Yes, yes, it is. So, I mean, just mm-hmm. have the courage, you know, be courageous, share your story. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Love it. That's what we're all about here on the Real Exes of Portland podcast. Well, thanks again, Alex. We appreciate you coming and talking to us today. And I'm turning, I don't know. T- uh. <laughs> yes, Sophie and I are sharing a mic today. So we apologize if the volume goes up and down, but we're trying our best. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, everybody raise a glass and happy Wine Wednesday. Cheers. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate you listening to us, and we look forward to hanging out with you next Wednesday. Please join us. And in the meantime, please follow us on Instagram at The Real Exes Portland. Also, we would love to hear from you and hear some of your juicy stories. You can email us your stories at rxop.yourstory at gmail.com. Until next week. Bye. Bye.